Hey everybody, welcome to Cody's Life Podcast, the all-new podcast where I'm going to start sharing some stories from my life, and I hope you guys find some entertainment value out of them. You're going to have to bear with me. I have zero radio experience or podcast experience, other than I just like to listen to them uh, to pass the time and just listen to something different than the radio, you know. Um, This podcast is basically just going to be, like I said, just me telling some stories about my life, and uh, hopefully you guys find some humor or something relatable in there uh, just purely for your entertainment so uh, let's dive into episode one okay so episode one is where I'm going to talk about when I went from a single guy to a married man oh yeah so like every guy in their early 20s I often struggled with the lady department because you know you're at that awkward stage where half of the people that uh, you know, are getting married and starting families, and the other half, you know, can't find their phones and live in the bar life. Well, I think that's kind of through most of your 20s. But I really just uh, struggled with it because I think it was mostly I knew what I want, but I didn't know how to obtain, or not obtain, that sounds horrible, uh, how to make a lady interested in me to start a life with, start a family with. That's what I've always wanted, and you know, the one thing that I think a lot of people struggle with is the age-old question, what a woman wants, right? Yes. Well, I can guarantee you, if you start looking into magazines like Cosmopolitan, you're doing it wrong. Or if you try to reenact chick flicks, probably not the best situation. You know, some girls do like that and really thrive off that. More power to them, good for them. However, that's not the kind of gal I was looking for. And so... I guess you could say trial and error there. Um, so when I first met my wife, I remember calling my mom, and I'm just like, you know, I've been seeing this girl, and, you know, she's great, but there's just one thing. And my mom's like, what was that? And I said, well, there's nothing wrong with her. Yeah, you heard that right. There's nothing wrong with her. Now, before a lot of you just smack me upside the head like my mom was about to, um... What I mean by wrong with her, and I shouldn't even say wrong with her, um, you know, because I've been the rebound boyfriend and, you know, want to get them back into a happy time and everything. Not very good. I've also mean by wrong as and not even wrong, but like, oh, you're going to start your own business. Well, let me help you with that. Or, oh, you want to make a life decision? Let me help you with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with a person being stable and established in their field so therefore I was really struggling with the fact because I love helping people and everything and it was like uh, okay um, so what do you want to talk about because I'm not really sure how to do this (laughs) well anyways we started seeing each other and we really liked each other and uh, I just realized I haven't taken her really on her first date yet so I decided to uh, take the perfect opportunity with Halloween coming up and uh, seeing if she would like to go to this uh, band called Hairball, which is, if you guys don't know who Hairball is, man, they play ACDC, Def Leppard, Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, Twisted Sister, Quiet Riot. I mean, they play, like, everything from 80s rock music. It is awesome. I mean, if you couldn't tell, I really like listening to music like that. And uh, my brother just so happened to get a party bus at the time. And 
so he asked if I wanted to go and I asked if I could bring a plus one and he said well absolutely you know he's kind of excited for me because he knows that uh I have been struggling with this <laughs> but uh yeah so I asked her and she said yeah let's do this and um there was a catch to it uh I said there we're gonna be on a party bus and it's gonna be with you know like my brother and everybody um but, you know, it's Halloween, so we got to dress up. We don't want to be the only people that doesn't dress up, right? I mean, come on. That would be lame. So uh, I, guess, I want you guys to all envision this, all right? My worst, wife's first date. Well, she was my girlfriend at the time. My wife's first date. I took her to a 80s rock cover band concert wearing pleather leggings, a blonde wig, and, yes, guy liner. Oh, yeah, I was having a good time. It was a rocking good time. And, uh, yeah. So, she stuck around, surprisingly, which is a really cool thing because I'm very happy about that. Um, because, obviously, I don't wear pleather leggings and like that all the time, so she could see past that. Um, obviously, she could see how, how fun of a person I was, and I think that's what really roped her in, right? <laughs> well, let's think that. So... After this, you know, you know, her mom had asked her, like, you guys have been seeing each other for a little while now, so what do you, are, what do I call him to other people? And, I'm, and so she asked me this, and I said, well, now at this point I was kind of hesitant, only because it seemed like every other time that I had asked a girl to be my girlfriend and she uh, agreed, um, it kind of seemed like there was a ticking timeline of once they said yes it was uh well you got about two months to really make a good impression otherwise you're going to be single again and uh yeah so but i was like you know yeah i, I really like you like me i mean yeah yeah you want to be my girlfriend yeah and it was very <laughs> smooth um but uh yeah, she said yes, and so I was like, cool, we're, like, we're officially official now. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, so after that, you know, more stories and getting to know each other and everything. Well, you know, I used to be quite the uh, party junkie back in college and uh, also throughout the earlier 20s of my life. Um, and I was telling her about this party I had through while I was in college uh, with some people that she went to school with and everything and uh, I remember you know I told her it got busted um thankfully it was only by campus security however uh there was this one guy that ran and it really ticked me off because we were all going to get in more trouble if we didn't confess who he was I mean I was taking the blame anyways because well mama taught me to be an honest man um but yeah I took the blame and um uh, I didn't know who the guy was, but uh, one of the people that did know him, um, you know, said, well, he doesn't even go to school here and everything, so and there's that. Well, as I was telling this story, uh, Hope told me, Hope is my wife, by the way, and uh, and she is very good looking. ka -chow! Yeah, that's the, oof, I might have to edit that one out. Um, so she tells, tells me that... Uh, wait a second, where is this at uh, this part of town around this time of year? And I said, yeah, why? And she's like, I had to go pick up my brother who was hiding <laughs> underneath a vehicle uh, because he ran from a party. And does the name Trevor sound familiar? And I was like, uh, 
well, yeah, kind of. And she showed me some pictures like, oh, yeah, that was him. But, you know, this was years before I had even met uh, Hope. And <laughs> so I was going to meet him because he was in town with his wife uh, at uh, their mom's house. And so I went to go meet him. And <laughs> when, as soon as he turned around to meet me, his eyes got all big. And later he said to Hope, oh, that's the snitch and everything. So, you know, after a while and, you know, pleading my case and whatnot, you know, he he realized that, you know, I'm not that bad. And I don't know if he still to this day believes if it was me or not that ratted him out. But uh, love you, Trevor. <laughs> so going forward from that, um, there one thing with guys, and maybe, or just me, I guess. I can speak for myself, that's for sure. Um, I don't get hints very well. And so therefore you're going to have to make them pretty obvious. Well, I heard uh, Becky, my mother-in-law, and my wife uh, was talking about uh, what kind of wedding rings she likes and everything. Now, to me, I'm just thinking, well, that's what girls do. You know, they always shop first or look at stuff, uh, you know, girly stuff, which is, you know, wedding rings. Well, then I was kind of like, well, wait a second. Does this girl want to like marry me is that is that why she's searching for those rings now i know what a lot of you are thinking right now is uh a duh (laughs) can't get much bigger of a hint than that so uh i decided to kind of pay attention a little bit and uh see what this was all about and so i kind of shopped around and everything well later uh, in life with her, uh, we went to a Garth Brooks concert in Fargo, which is where her brother and her sister-in-law lives. And, uh, I remember her telling me that she really, uh, thought that Molly, uh, her ring was, uh, something that she really liked. She said it was really pretty and, you know, that's kind of the style that she was kind of looking at too. And I was like, okay. So I tried to be, before we got to Fargo, I tried to be the Facebook uh, investigation guy and see if I could find a good clear picture of her wedding ring. Um, apparently I'm not very good at that. So I had failed. Um, but I had another plan. I was like, okay, when we're in Fargo, I'm going to have to, you know, make it not obvious, but look to see what kind of ring she has. And, uh, I never got the opportunity mainly cause I always would get sidetracked and, uh, keep in mind, um, even though I am taken in the girl department, um, I'm still coming off being a bachelor and a wild stallion, if you will. And so me and Trevor were, um, decided that twisted tea would be the drink of choice before this concert because it went down really quickly. And, uh, well, it, it has some kick to it after a few of them. So, <laughs> but, uh, we were at the Garth Brooks concert and there was a point in time when Trisha Yearwood came out on stage and I remember, uh, pretty vividly um well i i remember pretty well well let's say i kind of remember um at one point in time one of the girls said oh my gosh look at the rock on that girl's hand and and you know, obviously it was big you could see it where we were uh just glistening in the light well i was like all right time to cast cast out to go fishing for some answers here so i said oh man i could never afford something that big that had to cost a bajillion dollars or something like that and um so molly took the bait 
which was what I was hoping for. And she said, oh, that's okay. You don't have to get something like that. You know, see, look at my ring. It is beautiful. I love it. And I guarantee you it doesn't cost that much. And I said, well, can I get a better look at that? So I remember closing uh, one eye to try to really focus in and just create a mental image that I wouldn't forget. And uh, yeah, so I ended up uh, trashing every idea that I had of what kind of ring she wanted. And I started searching for one that looked like that. Well, now I knew that I have the ring uh, picked out and I was like, okay, uh, let's plan a birthday trip for you since for my birthday you took me to Vegas. Um, I'm going to take you to the Black Hills and uh, we'll rent a cabin for the week. We'll have fun. We'll just do whatever we want. Well, my intention was a little bit more than just a birthday week. I planned to pop the question, you know, and everybody just uh, calm down because Mr. Romance is here. Uh, I was going to do this in front of Spearfish Falls in front of the waterfall and everything um so yeah pretty romantic however i also knew that if there's anybody there we might be waiting a while because it's you know it's a pretty popular spot to go in the black hills and you know it's june so i was like well i might have to wait a while for people to leave so i could pop the question and everything but i also wanted to capture the moment so i had this idea i'd connect with an old friend and ask if he could meet me down there and kind of I was gonna actually really originally ask him to wear camouflage and take pictures but uh I decided that if he just played tourist that'd be good enough because it wouldn't be making a huge scene if it was just him and us um well this was going really well except for he didn't know exactly which waterfall I was talking about and uh so I, he's like okay we'll just meet you there and uh you know, and just follow us down. We'll pretend like we don't know each other. And he said, okay, sounds like a plan. So the night before we left for South Dakota to pursue all this, um, there was a Cricket Wireless commercial on TV, and I thought for sure that she knew everything. Uh, she... it was, The Cricket Wireless commercial was this guy proposing on, like, a Jumbotron at a football game and everything and beats his uh, brother or friend to the punch when he was trying to do a nice romantic uh, proposal or whatever. And she goes, oh, man, that would be nice, huh? Throwing down some hints. But I'm thinking, yep, she knows. Well, I'm busted. This sucks. <laughs> so um, I played it off pretty cool, like, oh, yeah, I guess if that's what you're into, yeah, cool. And... Uh, so I didn't really get a good night's sleep that night because I thought for sure she knew the entire time. And then, uh, so we went down there the next day and we got to the cabin. We got unpacked and everything, which was beautiful. And then beautiful summer day. And it was so nice and just relaxing. Well, before she wanted to kind of take a nap, you know, basking in the sun. And uh, so I said, okay, well, I'm going to go let my dad know that we made it down here and everything, and she said, okay, when really I was calling the uh, the photographer guy, my friend, Mr. Tim Potts, um, to see if he was ready to meet us up there, and uh, he said yes, so I came back in, and I just randomly said, well, you know what, how about we go down to the waterfall, you know, uh, before the, you know, the weekend really gets kicked off and it gets super busy, 
And she says, oh my gosh, what do I get out of it? A diamond ring? Oh boy. Now, I almost said, oh my gosh, you can never just have a surprise, la da 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 but keep calm. I played it cool, and I said, oh, come on, it'll be fun. And she said, fine. So we got dressed, and we went down there. Well, I met him in the parking lot, and he was like, yeah, so, um, are you guys locals? Well, I just thought he asked how I was doing, and so I went and shook his hand and said, How's it going? So, you know, I get this weird look from my wife, like something fishy's going on here. But uh, it wasn't the fishy that um, I would have thought. See, my wife um, has watched a little bit too much Dateline with her mom. And so she is very, very cautious of her surroundings. And so she is in total observation mode at this point. And uh, especially because he was wearing a South Dakota State University shirt. But obviously, yeah, he could be from East River and uh, we'd be locals to here. But uh, he was asking where the waterfall was. And I said, ah, we're going to go to this one. There's two of them. He's like, okay, I think I'll follow you guys down to this one. I was like, okay. Well, she could kind of sense that he was taking pictures of us on the way. And uh, so, and I had told him also that if we go down... And there are people there that I have to wait till they leave because she doesn't want to make a scene. And he knew this. And so he's following us down there and everything. Well, there was a bunch of people down there. And uh, so I was going to wait patiently. And we were just kind of looking and stuff. And uh, she <laughs> she was kind of keeping an eye on him because she's like, man, this guy's kind of weird. Uh, you know, he's really kind of focusing on he's taking a couple of pictures of us and I was like oh don't worry about it you know it's, it's a photographer place and you know photographers love taking pictures of everything they see and she said okay we're looking and everything and she just kind of was keeping her eye on him well she saw him looking at us with his camera pointed to the waterfall pretending to take pictures and she's like okay now I'm really starting to get the heebie-jeebies you know uh this isn't good and so <laughs> I kept trying to calm her down I was like it's okay don't worry you know uh, he's fine just don't worry about it well then she saw him he knew the people that were down there so he asked if they would leave so I could propose well she sees him whisper to them and they all left and now her anxiety is starting to go wild. She's like, oh, my gosh, we need to go this guy. I do not have a good feeling about him. He, He's, uh, you know, I think he's going to kill us. And then this will be the day that I die on my birthday. And I said, don't worry about it. And now I knew. I was like, okay, it's it's got to be go time here pretty soon. So as she was kind of looking at the waterfall, I kind of glanced back at him, and he kind of gave me a, a direction of where I should place myself for the best picture. And so I did, and she started, like, dang near started crying. And so I turned around. I was like, oh, now is never. Uh, and I got down on the knee, and I asked her, babe, I love you so much. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Will you marry me? And uh, she started crying, and she shook her head yes. And, oh, man, then we kissed and hugged. And then I said, oh, yeah, by the way, that's Tim. I know him. And she's like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? Oh, and he started laughing, so we did a few more photos and everything, and uh, maybe a little bit of apology for <laughs> thinking he was going to kill us, but uh, yeah, 
Uh, that was uh, that was one for the books right there. I didn't think I'd be able to pull that off, especially in the fashion that we did. Um, so now we're engaged, and yeah, it was it was awesome. And then you know, then the planning starts, and you know, I was thinking like, okay, planning. We just got to get a venue DJ and a caterer, and boom, that's it. Oh my gosh. I mean, we I think we were engaged for about a year and a half and uh I get every single month we had to take care of something it seemed like and then um there was an issue with our venue once we booked it, well they got new owners and they'd never contact us back. Well then they the new owners said that they would grant all of our wishes or everything that we had agreed with the old owners and so yeah, it was there was so much stress in planning the wedding, so much unnecessary stress. If I was to give anybody advice, I would just say, you know, I get it's stressful, but eventually, you know, it's all going to be worth it. And uh, so the, all the planning and everything from the DJ to the venue to the... Actually, the DJ was probably the easiest and same with the photographer. Um, but then, you know, the venue, the catering... And then uh, the invites, and man, the oh, if I would obviously never have another wedding again because I plan to be with uh, my beautiful wife for the rest of my life. Um, but man, next time, next time, <laughs> as I just said, all that, um, there's I just you have to not invite some people, and that kills you because you just don't, you simply don't have enough room. You don't have enough, uh, you know, the venue can only hold so many people. And both of us have huge families, so we didn't actually have a ton of friends that went to the wedding because it was almost all family. And then, of course, every um, the friends that we were that were in the wedding or we did invite, we'd invite their families too. So, um, but a lot of you that are married will completely understand that. Um, but... The wedding was coming up, and, you know, it was really cool to get all my buddies together again. And, um, you know, we had, the bridesmaids looked absolutely beautiful. They, we had our our hairstylist actually had backed out, and we had to ask my buddy's wife um, if she would want be interested in, to make some money. And she agreed and everything. And I, there's nothing in the world that I can thank more than her because she made those girls look absolutely gorgeous. And I know that she put in a lot of hard work and effort to uh do that and then also um with our flowers my uh wife's aunt did all of them with her uh my wife's with her daughter and yeah they look so beautiful and especially because they the flowers got lost in the mail and we had to go pick them up and it was like all hands on deck to try to help make these flowers we had a makeshift cooler with an air conditioner inside an enclosed trailer oh my gosh it was it was insane how much prepping went into the actual wedding. And I just thank everybody so much for everything that went. Because, you know, I could say the wedding was perfect, but, you know, it definitely had its behind-the-scenes flaws. Um, but in all reality, the wedding was really perfect. And everything that we were stressing over was just something that we really shouldn't have stressed over. But I can say as soon as we said our I do's, and we were able to walk down the aisle as a married couple. There was so much of a weight lifted off my shoulders from all the stress. It's like it just doesn't matter anymore. This is like it's perfect. Everything is perfect. 
and I remember, you know, everyone hugging me as they came by and everything. And, you know, a couple of people that knew the struggles that I had went through, uh, just, you know, trying to be myself. Um, they completely understood everything. And, you know, obviously tears just flowed after finally being so happy and everything. And, um, yeah, it was just fantastic. So that's kind of the story in a nutshell of how I became, went from a single guy to a married man. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, next week, um, or next podcast, I don't know how often I'm going to produce these or anything, but my next episode, I'm going to talk about, uh, becoming a dad from the time I found out all the way through the delivery of my first baby girl, Olivia May. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed everything and uh, hope to uh, hear some feedback from you guys. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening.